I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Edge Vivo. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. We're here to discuss this internet story, most creepy, most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Yeah! And tonight we're doing The Tale of Robert Elm. So, this story kind of pissed me off. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way! <laughs> But we'll get into that. Just immediately get into your notes. <laughs> you guys have seven story, right? <laughs> yeah, my seven pages of fucking notes. Um, but no, we'll, you'll have to wait for that, audience. Um, so you can check out the the tale of Robert Elm uh, on creepbus.wiki. It's by one... Well, it's by uh, G1 Pringle. <laughs> Generation 1 Pringle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um, the best kind of Pringle. Yep. Um, be like super old and moldy. Well, yeah. do, do, do Pringles mold? It's food, I would assume so. Uh, no. Not all food. Depends on the preservatives. Yeah, and if I mean if it's still in the original can, it might still be good. So essentially, if this writer is a a, a sealed Pringles can that has developed sentience and decided to write creepypasta. That would be a fantastic uh, plot at its point in itself. Indeed. And that Pringles can, the Pringles inside, may or may not be... Self-aware. <laughs> oh, yeah, they also might be self-aware, too. That's true. <laughs> It'd be like a hive situation. God damn like, you, you know, this is... Then you this piss is, this creature off, and then the lid opens up, and then all the chips come out and start attacking things. Remember when I said that, like, our one, like, commenter, or, like, the one critique that we've, we've received in, like, in months, mm-hmm. uh, that was, like, not just, like, people liking it, it was, like... The person was, they like the show, but can we stay on topic? This is on topic. We're talking about Generation 1 Pringleman. Okay. <laughs> he wrote the story. This is yes. so on topic. All right. Uh, well, let's do the rundown for The Tale of Robert Elm. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you can read it on creepboss.wiki or you can just listen to us. Um, or both. Uh, so, The Tale of Robert Elm is set in Seattle at first. Uh, this guy, Robert Elm, uh, has been going to this bar for 12 years and just ta- and just drinking uh, Irish whiskey. Um, basically all night till the, till the break of dawn and then leaves. And he's been doing this every day for 12 years. And the bartender decides now he's going to go and see what the hell, what the hell his story is. So, bartender goes up to him. Um, starts some small chit chat and then asks him um, what his story is and he just starts laughing because he's been waiting here for 12 years to tell his story and no one's come up to him <laughs> so he decides to lay it out on like sit down lay, lay it out for uh, the bartender so back in 1965 it was 19 <laughs> I think it's 62 in 1962 told you um, uh, Robert uh, was uh, engaged to a to a girl, um, and they were like living together in a house. Uh, but there was they had a bit of a strange strained relationship because they were um, like he had a, a, a really nasty temper and would do things that he all instantly regretted afterward. 
He um, started getting more and more of a temper the longer they were together. Yeah. Um, to the point where one night when they were, uh, he was busy, kicked out of the truck uh, by her and told to walk back to town uh, while he was like out in the fields, or out in like the forests and farm fields um, outside of town. And so left there, he just kind of started like getting angry at himself and just taking his, his venting his anger out on the cornfield uh, until he found a nice uh, empty patch and just decided to lie down in the dirt and take a nap. Take um, a dirt nap. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he was woken up by a rustling sound and this hooded, this giant hooded figure, like seven feet tall, I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, came out of the came out of the the crops and um, invited him to go to, uh, to follow him to uh, a little party with his friends out in the woods um, because he seemed so distraught and like oh you just like come come with us He'll, uh, my friends will cheer you up and we'll drive you home after yeah, come with me friend mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so they they walk, he follows the the stranger into the woods beyond the farm fields. Um, then starts wondering why he is doing this and decides to ask some more questions about this whole like thing. Um, but the, the, the man, uh, Lombard, I believe yeah. his name is, mm-hmm. um, gets in there or, uh, uh, is, ver- is, is just saying, oh, it's, it's just a bunch of my friends where we do this, uh, this little party out in the woods. Um, and they get there and there's like tables set up and like torches and like an altar. altar, yeah. Uh, and this is already Seems not shit. like his. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is fine. This is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, he sits down to the, in the one chair that's uh, that like, is available. Um, the food is, uh, I think, it's just like, meat, like weird meats and like bread. He doesn't eat any that. food. He doesn't eat any of it though. He was, he was um, hungry. Yeah, because he had yeah he had eaten earlier. Uh, but he drinks, uh, tries drinking from, like, this goblet, and, like, it's a really weird taste and, like, causes him to, like, hallucinate a little bit, or, like... He gets upper... a massive headache, like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the one, the, the people that are around him haven't, don't really talk a whole lot, or don't talk coherently, and the one time that they do is, like, always, like, oh, it's, it doesn't hurt the third time, you, uh, the, the, on the third, uh, like, glass. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to try not mm-hmm. drink this. <laughs> Um, but then after a little while, the party, um, kind of convenes where they all get up from the chairs and go to the altar, uh, in a circle. And, uh, Long- Lombard told, tells, uh, Robert to go sit, like, kneel at the, at the before the, the altar, just so, like, the group will accept him. It's all gonna be fine, friend. Just Don't a worry. formality. Yeah, it's just a formality. Um, and then he goes to the front of the altar and reveals that he, had, in fact, has a goat head. Uh, underneath the the cowl that he's been wearing, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, they start doing this ceremony. Um, but one of the cultists, I mean, one of the the people in the uh, in the circle, uh, points out that he saw that his, the guy hadn't drink uh, hadn't drank the uh, the purifying material like stuff or whatever. Yeah. So the 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 the, the, the ceremony has to. Convene at another time. And the one guy gets pissed and pulls out a knife. And, and Lombard like f- uh, str- uh, struggles with him and fights him. Um, gets the knife away from the guy, but the knife goes like handle first into the, between between uh, Robert's like forehead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and knocks him out. <laughs> I don't um, think the knife went flying from the other guy's hand. I think it's like in the, in their struggle of Lombard holding like the guy's oh, hand. Like, bam! Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <coughs> yeah. Uh, Lombard, or Robert then wakes up uh, in a very antiquated, like, 19th century home or, like, room. Uh, and then Lombard comes in uh, and apologizes for what happened the night before. Uh, don't worry, that man will be. Al- Al- Alabaster. Will be uh, has been removed from the circle uh, of, the, mm-hmm. of the black of the black the circle of the black table, <laughs> um, and uh, let me lay it, uh, and then like sits down and, like let me lay this down to you like our whole like sh- our whole shtick. Mm-hmm. We're actually like a little community out in the middle of the woods. Blah blah blah. Um, this this I'm not I don't actually have a goat's head. It's actually just a mask that's been grafted to my head because um, it's a part of our traditions because mm-hmm. we have a uh, a special pagan. Um, religion <laughs> um, that's been around since uh, our our town burned down beca- uh, since we burned down our our own town to uh, deal with a plague that had, uh, mm-hmm. corrupted it. And the um, goat uh, is like the one thing that they that kept them alive because they're eating the goats yeah. and drinking goat milk. I guess exactly. Yeah. So they honor it that way. Um, and you uh, like uh, your uh, the guy Robert is pretty. Uh, uh, like weak or ill from the, or, or not ill, but like weak, weakened from the whole event or some of that. So yeah, because he's just had a concussion and his legs feel really heavy. Yeah, he can't so, really move them. Um, you'll you'll you can stay here for the, for a while until you get your strength up, and then you can leave. It'll mm-hmm. take you home. Um, and so weeks pass, <laughs> where um, he's allowed to like check out the place. It's like a large uh, farmhouse with um, several other uh, properties on this massive, or several other, like, buildings on this massive property. I think it's, like, four buildings. Yeah, four buildings, uh, like a farm, a, a burned-out chapel. Um, or is it burned out? No. No, sorry, a, a chapel that's never used, and then a, a concrete bunker. And a schoolhouse. <laughs> yeah, and a schoolhouse, yes. Um, and, yeah, he walks around, um, is, gets curious about a few things there, uh, but... I think, uh, like, at the point, he's, he does try to check out the concrete building. Or the concrete building definitely catches his fancy. Because it's... Well, all the stuff that he doesn't know information for catches his fancy. Because yeah. there's the, the double door in the main house that they say you can't go in there. You need to be... You have to be inducted into our, into our little group. Yeah, and same with that. And, yeah. like, they see in the hall there's a picture of a goat-headed man. Yeah. He's like, is that you? He's like, oh, no, that's, that's my great-grandfather. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I could, I'd see him. Uh, like, I got to know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminisced. It's very pastoral, little commune out in the middle of the woods. And, and is it, what, what state are we, is this in? They just say we're like where what we're Iowa. In state Iowa, yeah. yeah. This little like commune out in Iowa, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, there. And it's uh, not just goat head band. Like there's at least five, four or five others that are named or at least mentioned. Yeah, and, there's, and there, there are a lot more. Than yeah, that, because there's like children um, and. Uh, and other like adults doing other things around the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he spends a couple of weeks there until his like strength is kind of built up, and so it gets to the point where um, he's recovered enough. So, but uh, Lombard wants him to stay one more week so they can prepare a cer- uh, like a sending off ceremony, and then they'll be able to leave. Um, and he's like, "All right, well, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do you that." You guys have been pretty cool. Yeah, you guys have been pretty cool. Even though there have been some weirdness about them, like mm-hmm. they've been friendly to him, but almost like a forced friendliness or like. There's been like they they act funny like really like they stare at you while they're mm-hmm. while they're being polite to you and stuff like that. What happens in that week? Is there is it just more or less the same? Like the, him looking up on stuff. Him like the last week he's there. Yeah. Essentially, um, at that point, 
Um, he mentions how, again, there's been weirdness about them. And he, because he's only going to be here for a week, he needs to find out what's going on. Yeah. So, um, one night, or morning, I think it was night, I don't remember, it doesn't matter, uh, Bombard comes in and says, like, very sternly, oh, yeah. he says, like, do not leave the room, we're preparing, we're, we're doing, doing a rehearsal, rehearsal. <laughs> stay in here. Yeah. But he's, like, like, being kind of menacing about it. Yeah, he's like... But Robert's like, yeah, okay, fine. And then he leaves, and then Robert immediately takes his shoes off and starts sneaking around. Yeah, to, and, and sneaks up um, to where the uh, the ceremony is taking place. He's, like, in the attic. Yeah, he goes into, like, sneaks up onto the top of the roof and then finds, like, a little, like, a- attic space mm-hmm. where he can watch the uh, the ceremony. And basically they take they, they find Alabaster, the the, the, the man who had uh, pulled up the knife, mm-hmm. um, hogtied or, bl- or, no, blindfolded. Uh, and dragged to the altar, yeah. <laughs> a very similar looking altar, and uh, Lombard's there, and basically they sacrifice him to Sekra, this mm-hmm. god that they worship, this goddess they worship, mm-hmm. um, and he, they cut out his liver, and uh, he then uh, then Lombard eats the liver, and that's at what, least takes a bite out. Yeah, it takes a bite out of it in like mm-hmm. a ceremony, and everybody like cheers and some of that, mm-hmm. and it's like oh god, and it's like okay, this is a, this is a cult, I gotta get out. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the. And he uh, hears Lombard say, "I was oh, speaking of this. I should go check on our friend." He's like, Shit. <laughs> "Yeah, runs out and then go, it gets gets back into the room. Like I guess moments are like sometime a little bit uh, before Lombard shows up, and he just like uh, like just plays it dumb. It's like, oh hey, yeah, I heard a little bit of weird noises, but it was all muffled. I couldn't hear anything. Well, no, no, <laughs> he didn't say that. He um um essentially, as Lombard came in, he played it off like he just woke up from a nightmare. Yeah, that's, that's why he was like, yeah, sorry, I didn't catch on to that. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, he could see, like, even in the dark, I guess he could see like uh, some blood stains from Lombard. Yeah, there, like, yeah. there was some blood on his mask. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming as he walked in, he turned the light on. Oh, maybe or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, he then basically like is he decides. What did he decide to do after? Don't we finish this off? Yeah, please. All right, fine. Uh, sorry, it's been a couple of days since I watched. <laughs> That's this fair. Year, so That's fair. I've watched this since I read it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. At that point, he's like, "Okay, I need to get out of here. I need to find out what's going on here and do an escape plan." Oh. So he goes to the um, concrete building outside again to try to find a way in, and he finds a door. Uh, like a new door with like a different lock on it. He goes to open it and it opens it as a guy's coming. He's like, no, 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 you can't go in there. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you want me to send, uh, bring Lombard on you? And he's like, no, sorry, I was just curious. And then he oh, leaves that. Um, and then he... Then like, not much else really honestly, happens just, at that point. Yeah, honestly, he's just waiting because he knows that he feels that he's going to be killed. Like, so well, he exactly. knows he's going to be killed. He heard yeah. them say that. Yeah. But um, and yeah, in that last week, he sees a few random people try to run away. Yeah. And then people just run after them and catch them and take them so away. So yeah. he's like, okay, I can't just run because they'll just catch me. And then the ser- and then the, the the final day happens, and he basically slept over, like slept till like six that mm-hmm. last day. Mm-hmm. Um and. Lombard ship comes in and is like, "Hey, can you uh, I, can you meet me in my room, in my chambers? I'd like to uh, before the ceremony starts. I'd like to discuss some things." It's with like you. behind like a painting. And yeah, shit. exactly. So he goes down there, but not before he hides like a pencil in his uh, his boot, in his boot mm-hmm. and then goes in and it's like, "Can you please kneel and uh, uh, take off everything except for take your pants? Take everything off except for your pants." And then like he as he goes like takes off his shoes, he grabs the the, the pencil and just stabs it into Lombard as he's like behind him mm-hmm. and like guts him basically a little bit and then he drops to the ground 
Um, and he goes to run out, but not before Lombard like gets back up and like starts laughing. It's like, oh, you're a smart one. You're a smart one compared to the fools we usually bring in. I don't think he immediately ran. I think he like stabbed him and then just immediately went on answers. No, he he went to go running and then he like heard. Then he turned because he heard uh, Lombard getting up. Okay, well either way, yeah, they have a little um, exchange. They have they have a counter like revelations thing. It's like ah uh, like. You fool! Like you are, like you are destined to be sacrificed by us because you are the bloodline of uh, we've known all along that you are the the bloodline of our um, uh, the brother of our of our like forefather. Um, yeah, essentially who, the two people that started their whole that purged the, the illness or the plague or whatever. Yeah, they was his grandfather and Lombard's grandfather, like Robert's grandfather and Lombard's grandfather, because they were brothers. I don't know if it was said. Oh, I, I think it just says. Yeah. I think it just says Robert's ancestor. So it might right, be yeah, his they were, yeah, they, yeah. So one of them was one of them was a worshiper of Sekra, this goddess um, of death. Yeah, this yeah the, this goddess of death, and the other one was a uh, a god of. The other one was a worshiper of a god of justice and like, uh, uh, some and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the the one ancestor like fled this whole like situation after like things got too weird. Or before all the st- all the, the whole commune thing got started, but not before like basically saying that like anybody in my bloodline um, who touches like you guys will like will will just like totally destroy you guys. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. But they've been slowly like uh vi- like basically uh, they found a loophole because like they grabbed they got they took Robert into this whole thing from the get go. It's all been planned. Um. And they've been feeding him human meat. In his food mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks, because that weakens his um, powers. Because that weakens the, the aura that he gives off because of his bloodline. Yes. But little did they know he hadn't eaten it for a couple of days, so the, so the power is mm. still there. And so he like fight. He like grabs onto like the uh, that mask of Lombard's and just rips it off uh, like mm-hmm. from the grafting of the grafting process. And then just like, I think it's like, just stitched on. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't it's think it's grafted. His, on. It's sti- well, it's grafted. That's like stitched into his like flesh. I don't know if that's the same. Not to audio that, Nazi that during that your rundown. Grafting right. is like when you're taking a piece of skin and adding it to your own skin through like high end medical means. Okay, I guess so. I don't know. Skin graft. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Then yeah, it's just stitched on so that. But like, still, like it's still gonna it's hurt. It's fucking hell. Oh yeah, because I, um, I remember it specifically says like he, he pulled hard and the last stitch gave way. Kind yeah, of and he just threw it yeah. against the wall, um, revealing this horribly grotesque face. Um, I think he, like, grabs onto, like, Lombard's ha- arm and just, like, it melts underneath his hand yeah. like, from his touch. Yeah. Um, and then he basically just books it, like, runs out, um, goes to the concrete, build- uh, the concrete building, mm-hmm. um, hides there while everybody's searching for him, uh, hides in a barrel full of human meat and blood. Or, he or hides in a, in a barrel of things. It's viscera. It's human viscera. <laughs> as we uh, find well, out. Yes, yeah. yes, um, yes. And so it's, and like, as the guy who's like basically, uh, the little like short guy, the old short guy, um, is basically bringing out another corpse to like start cutting up for food. Yes. And then uh, when the guards leave, after like they, they come inspecting the the place, uh, he gets out of the barrel, kill, or knocks out the guy or kills him. With um, the lid of the barrel. Yeah, with the lid of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And then runs through that the, the next door. Um... And grabs his knife and runs to the door. Yes, down into a uh, or down to like some tunnels where he sees some some guards or some people there. One guard with a gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so shanks him in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, drops him, grabs his gun. It's like I use this later. Puts, uh, grabs that, uh, finds a, a 
an, an exit that's like down to like the uh, the pond or a river or something like that. There's, there's a, a hatch. Yeah, there's, there's a, a hatch ladder. that goes down to a ladder. Um, where they find like basically like bikes and backpacks and basically all the junk, all the trash stuff that they don't use from the people they kill. They find mm. and kill. So he like grabs a backpack, um, finds a good working um, bicycle, and just bikes through the woods till he gets to, back to town. Um, stopping, of course, to, to to munch on some uh, some uh, some force uh, force mix that's in the backpack he had. Um, then. Runs into town, bikes into town, covered in blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs to his house. Uh, he found out earlier that his wife or his girlfriend to be uh, was kind of in on the plot a little bit. She was like indoctrinated by them yeah. mm-hmm. to to do this to essentially thing. make him angry to give him a reason to be yeah. there. So yeah. he like just goes inside, ignores her, gets all his stuff. Um, it continues to ignore her, even and she's like pleading for him. But then like in her eyes, she, he knows that she knows and stuff. Like yeah, that. and he just gets in the car and just. Just drives out of town. Mm-hmm. Just never comes back, um, and he's basically been on the run or been on the on the go um, for since then. And they've found him a couple of times, but for the past fifteen years, they haven't found him here. Yes, twelve, twelve, twelve. Yeah, for the past twelve years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, that that he just like he's happy he was able to tell that story to uh, somebody, and then. Uh, the reason why he was drinking uh, Irish whiskey is so that uh, when they, if they ever do catch him, and they like cut out his liver. Uh, it'll be like it'll, they choke on it. <laughs> yeah, essentially, like he's destroying his own body, yeah, exactly. so they can't use it. Yeah, um, and so yeah, he goes home that night, um, gets into his uh, like sits down on his favorite couch in his favorite chair, and then out of the shadow, like out of the shadowy corner in his root in his room, um, Lombard is there, mm-hmm. and that is the end of the story. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was tale the tale of Robert Elm. So we should go into grammar inquisition because everyone expects it at this point. Uh, so <clears throat> he appears at the spade habitually at 10 p.m. and leaves just before dawn. So this is a real this is a nitpick for me. Um, I feel like the bar's name, the spade, uh, should be in quotes. It doesn't necessarily have to. I just feel it would help. Differentiate the bar, uh, the, the name of the bar. Because when I first read, it's like he appears at the spade, and it's just like, yeah, I guess that that is the name. It's just kind of like it, I, it makes I you think for a, a millisecond that he's arriving at a shovel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a like, it's also such a superfluous, like such a uh, um, a normal yet strange name <laughs> that I wasn't expecting it. But yeah, it's that one's a super nitpick. I'll, is I'll it just spade? That's the spade. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, then my next one is back left table facing the wall, hunched over with his beverage total, in total silence, save for the hum of the light of, and the drumming of the bartender's fingers on the metal cash register. So it's supposed to say uh, it's supposed to be save for the hum, um, just like with his beverage in total silence, save. For the hum of the light and the drumming of the bartenders. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Now read it all in one breath. Oh, yeah, it's a run on sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> I think you wrote it down. <laughs> also, this story is noir as fuck right, at the top of the, right off the top of the bat. Um, just have that in my, uh, my notes there. Because <clears throat> it's just me taking note of the style of the story. Um, 
after, and that, that, sorry, that also that wasn't a like a negative. That one that was actually just me appreciating. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, this is a, this started off really good with like, a noir esque like style. Um, it's a shame what happens later. After high school, we bought her uncle's house on Fourth Street and slowly learned to live together as a soon-to-be married pair. So you're a couple. I don't know why, but the sentence, specifically the end phrasing, just seemed really weird to me when I read it. Like, nitpicking probably again, but just say that you're a couple. <laughs> but they are. Yeah, but it's like, where we slowly, and slowly learn to live together as a couple, not as a soon-to-be married pair. It just seems kind of odd, but... Or soon-to-be-married couple. Yeah, that works too. Just the pair... I, don't, I guess, uh, I, I guess it, it, they get a nitpick, but it's just like the, the pair didn't... See, it seemed like it could have been better if it was just couple. Um, that Tim Hortons cup and that Tim Hortons cup, that's a couple of cups. But yes. it's also a pair of cups. Yes, but when you're talking about two people who are engaged in a relationship, it's not generally... A, you don't call them a pair... You, consider, you, tell, you call them a couple. They both work, honestly. I know. Couple it is, it, is I, more commonly used, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will fully admit, this is a nitpick, but why the fuck else do we have grammar not, uh, grammar positions? <laughs> For grammar-related things. Yeah. Which this is. Alright, so, next thing. Uh, For every act of hospitality, he offered their... Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's what was wrong with this one. <laughs> For every act of hospitality he offered, there was an event or element that would cause a pang of distrust in my mind. So the comma is after hospitality, but it should be after he offered. Yep. So like, for every act of hospitality he offered, there was a yeah. Because that's like what? <laughs> um, and that's my grammar positions. So, Mikey, what do you got? Was it for the entire thing? Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> Alright, so I have a need to comma scenario. We walked outside and we explored the grounds. From the outside, the house was massive. So, from the outside, comma, the house was massive. Yeah. There was no comma there. And then... Another one, it's about the need to comment. Yeah, a comma, not a comment. <laughs> You're commenting on the fact that it needs a comma. Yes, yes. So it does need a comment on the comma. Mm-hmm. We walked back up to my room and Lombard instructed me that now that I know where I am, I can move about the property at will, but only during the day. At night, I was confined to my room. So, the comma is... Uh, Before bed? No. No? That I know where I am, comma, I can move freely about the property. Like, there's no no comma there. I suppose. Yeah, it makes it run better, because I am, I can. Sort of. Yeah. Doesn't really work. And then, another one that I have. Is the use of it in part three when he grabs the rifle? Okay. Did it make an it story? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no it for you. Damn. 
Anyway, so basically my issue with it is that it's used in a new paragraph and a new sentence, so... The rifle. Yeah. Would you rather it say the rifle, blah, 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 the rifle, blah, 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 the rifle, blah, blah, blah. Or make it part of the previous paragraph or something so that we... It's continuous so we know what they're talking about. Suppose. Because as the the first or the last sentence of the paragraph before, and then the issue that I have. So, I let the knife rest in his skull and snatched up the firearm. Here's something I can use. I mumbled to myself as I slung it over my shoulder. Yes. Yes. So, as he slung the rifle, rifle over the shoulder. Yeah, which, I'm sorry. That's you can't fine. apply. Yeah, you can't apply. Yeah, but that's thing. a new paragraph. Oh, okay, sorry, was, was that the end of a previous paragraph or the start of a new one? That was the start of a new one, I think he's what Yeah, at. so... Is that entire thing the start of a new one? Uh, no, the be- the first sentence that I gave was the end of the previous paragraph. Okay, honestly, it just sounds like it should all be together as one. Yeah. 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 That's a quick fix. Yep. So. And I think that is it. Okay. For my grammar inquisitions. And I think that is it for my grammar acquisitions. You think it? Okay. Well, I, I got one. It's just, it's <laughs> and I took it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the one, the last one you had. Oh, the comma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, so on to actual thoughts. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. I hated it more. <laughs> Part three. I hated it less. Here's, the, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to open up with this. I liked the first two parts. Mm-hmm. And now, that, now that's how I'm going to preface my actual thoughts. So, part one. Why do you care what an old man like me does with his time? Because, the bartender said, with a look of confusion. You have come to my bar at the same time of the night, every night for the past twelve years, and I am just now hearing you speak. I think that's reason enough for me to ask. Twelve years?! And this is the first time you've gone over to ask him about this, his situation slash story. He comes to you in comes in every night and does not and, and does the same thing or does the same thing for twelve years. And you're just now getting to the point. Uh, He's like a customer. The, yeah. Well, still, it, it is actually oh. in bartenders like uh, not job description, but it is generally um, customary for bartenders to like have a repertoire with their long-time customers. Um, I, would have, I would have at least mustered up the nerve to inquire about the, uh, his situation six year, after the sixth year. But, um, yeah. And then moving on from that, you want to know why I wasn't talking? Yes, yelled the bartender. It's been a riddle I've been trying to figure out for years. Wow. And then continuing. Just no comment on that? Just, just like, that, that was my comment. Just like, <laughs> I've been waiting years to ask you what's going on. But uh, I'm continuing. This is, all, this is all part of the other thing. Um, well, well, new friend. Honestly, I was waiting for you to ask me that question. And now that we have the, that elephant out of the room, have a seat across from me. I just, I, 12 years? That is a commitment to a passive aggressiveness and patience <laughs> to a joke. <laughs> um, and then we can move forward. We can continue on. So let me get this straight. 
You never said a word to anyone in this bar for 12 years because you were waiting for someone to come to you. Well, when you say it like that, it kind of sounds kind of silly. <laughs> okay, I'll stop badgering this topic. Let, let me break it down for you. I, I can sum it down. I sure. can summarize this weirdness with one quote. Got ya! You should have seen the look on your face. I got you so good. Wait, you mean you you, you wasted the best the best years of our lives on a joke? Uh huh. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that's that, that, literally what I thought of this entire thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyways, I'll stop badgering it like that at that point because this is just situational humor. But then, well, sir. What have you been waiting for so long to tell someone? Robert Elm looked at the bartender square in the eye and said, My story, of course. The tale of Robert Elm. Credits. All right, I'll stop. I'm done. I'm done with this joke. I'll stop badgering it. Anyway. Spring back. No, don't ever. And now we move on to my cultist corner. Which is apparently becoming a, a thing. Yeah. So this is what I got from what I was at, like, my reading, and then like take notes of it uh, from the story. Uh, like so, here we go. Okay, Lombard, who are these friends of yours, and what is this meeting, and where are we going? Just a meeting, friend, held here in the woods with some close acquaintances of mine. You needn't worry about it, Robert. Think of it as more of a party will take your mind off of your troubles. So, at this point, while I was reading the story, I was just like, this is either a fairy tag-along game, or like the Wild Hunt, but less hunt. Um, and given Robert's seemingly seeming compliance, there does seem to be some kind of weird supernatural element at play here, or, again, like like he does kind of bring up later, um, he's kind of in a weird, like, weird yeah. headspace. So he just kind of, like, accepts this. Uh, and for those of you that are not sure what, what I mean by Wild Hunt, it's uh, like a fairy folk thing where basically uh, the fairy king and his like his uh, his uh, servants and some of that march through the woods um, and will take any passerby humans that uh, like uh, that uh, are caught in its wake basically, and they either have to con- uh, join in with the hunt or get be the hunted. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or like, kind of like when you step into a, um, uh, a a fairy a fairy ring, which is like where like a ring of uh, of mushrooms, um, you can get ensnared into the fairy world kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, it just kind of reminded me of that kind of thing. Like he's just being brought into the woods by this this strange hooded man. Um, and then on the cultist corner side, a few Lombard might be Nyarlathotep at this point in the story, um, in, or at least one of his masks. Uh, as he mentions, uh, it's one of his monikers. Yeah. Um, leading Robert to the cult meeting. <laughs> um, I feel something supernatural must be afoot because it's odd how chill Robert is in the situation. Or it's just a dream and he's still sleeping in that field about to be hit by a thresher, mo- uh, thr- a thresher machine <laughs> as it's going through the crops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have... Um, uh, on Lombard's long, broad shoulders sat the head of a goat, jet black save for the stripe of white between its pale green eyes and spiraling ivory-colored ivory horns that curled backwards behind his ears. Okay, so it's not really Gnarly. It's Mama Shub. And for those of you who don't know what I'm saying, 
Shabnigaroth, the black goat in the woods with a thousand young. Or at least maybe one of her satyr followers. Um, more to quote Lovecraft stuff. Uh, again, at this part, this was at, before we got all the exposition later on in the story. Yeah. This is just now what I was like gleaning on the story. Um, and then the next quote is uh, What about everything else? The mumbo jumbo you guys were talking about, the goat head, the black circle. I want answers now. Ah, you have a right to be frightened. All will be explained to you. Let me start with the from the beginning. You know this. I can't help but draw similarities between this and the festival by H. P. Lovecraft. Not in a copycat way, mind you. Uh, just more like kind of like the basic plot and concept of this is, is similar. Like, guy uh, is invited to go to a, uh, a small town in, uh, on the coast. Uh, for some kind of like family tradition thing, they um, he meets some really strange people. They they invite him down to like some catacombs, where it's then revealed that some of them are less than human, and they have to go ride uh, go on this like uh, strange macabre festival of like um, lights of like strange like eerie lights while they fly on the backs of like bug creatures. Um, it sounds a lot weirder than like, but basically the the basic premise is that the guys like have brought into this weird this weird like party or weird thing, circumstances. Yeah. Um, but whereas that story, uh, and uh, whereas this story and the festival differ, is uh, that the festival ends in an anticlimax, um, leaving the reader to wonder what the hell happened to the previous ni- uh, from the previous night and what was going on all along. Uh, we are left creeped out and confused, just like the narrator character, or the, just like the main character from that story, as he sits in a hospital bed, recovering from this from his harrowing and accidental escape, full full of questions that may never get answered, and for a horror that feeds off of fear of the unknown, that's great. This story has the Worm Man from the festival or Lombard uh, for this one show up in the hospital and lay down the origin of the festival to the protagonist. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. But it makes me it makes the story more of a weird fiction feel rather than a straight horror feel. Because that's the difference between like horror and weird fiction, is that horror would not give you the answers of what was going on that night. Mm-hmm. A weird fiction would late would have the uh, a character come in like from that festival and and explain the why like those weird circumstances happened. They're also on completely different levels. I, I don't mean quality wise or anything like that. Yeah. I mean this is mundane. It to a point. It is mundane to a point, yes. Whereas the other one is very fantastical. So yeah. if something is mundane, I have you have it's possible to have the answers. True. I just I, I don't know. It's like I, this is also before I read like the more mundane explanations to think. Well, mundane because like there's straight up blood sacrifice too, and like the guy ends up su- getting superpowers by the end of the story. The superpowers is the only thing that's not mundane. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. It, yeah, I agree. Like they're, they are on a slightly different tier because like one of them does have supernatural, like more supernatural elements to it. But I think it's still like it just couldn't help but bring those like the, that kind of like connection there. Just in terms of like that story ended with like basically the character escaping and not knowing any of the answers. This mm-hmm. one like lays down the answers, and we get a lot of exposi- a lot of explanation for like mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's just. But again, there, there, are explanation, there are explanations for acts that people have done. Yeah. Where it's comparing it to explanations of something that shouldn't be explained, something supernatural. Yeah. 
If this was entirely supernatural, then yes, it shouldn't have been explained, but it's... The explanation is so mundane. I suppose, yeah, it's more of a... There's more of a human element at, yeah. at hand in this one, whereas the other one, uh, it may not have been human... Like, the motives of whatever was like, going on in the festival may not have been human. I'll, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. Again, this was also, like, my notes from, like, before I finished the story. Yes, of so, course. Um, where am I? So, really, I kind of coined this story for being more of, like, a strange horror, because it... It, it's more weird fiction, like blend, like again, like more fantasy or not fantasy, but like um, it's more strange occurrences happening than horror in some cases, or like it blends the whimsy um, of like that would would be a fantasy story with the horror story. But moving on, uh, the goat headdress symbolizes the single species of beast that provided us with food and drink during the dark times. And for your information, it's permanently adhered to my head. And at this point, I was like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, sure, it's just a mask. Okay, admittedly, at the end, I did. Uh, we did discover it was a mask. But how cool would it, and creepy would it have been if it had been, in fact, been, like, his actual head and he was just, like, some weird goat-man hybrid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we could have gotten some cool, like, a, like a cool, like, fawn cult, basically. Also, it, uh, his mouth would be moving if it was an actual goat. If he's talking to him, we'll right? get to that in a second. <laughs> unless he's using te- like telepathy, yeah. Unless yeah, unless he's using telepathy or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, and, and he does later on does use. Uh, I, I do have it in my note, my notes for part two, but he does end up like how do, how does he end up eating that liver with that mask? Because <laughs> he does have that like he's he like chomps down on that liver with the goat mask. Yeah. It, doesn't make okay, well, sense. it's a goat mask. It it doesn't necessarily go straight down. It How can do you go know? ahead a bit. I, I kind of assumed that it was like basically like the head of a goat, and like that it's just and like he's somehow able to like eat through it. Yeah, we're basing it off of the picture that was with the story. Yeah. Do you have a side profile of the picture? No, no, you don't. And also, what's to say he can't kind of just take it and go under the mask? Because, because it says it's here. adhered, permanently adhered to his face. Yes, you can't move it, but there could be... He has to eat! I know he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking, yeah. like, it's like, it, it, it's an odd situation. I, I think it's... He can't remove it, but there's an opening underneath the snout where he can put shit in. Probably, maybe. We don't know, it's not explained. <laughs> um, yeah. it, we, just, we just hear that he, it's been permanently adhered to his face, and he took a bite out of this thing. Somehow. Well, he, he, okay, then here's how it is. Even if there isn't an opening on the bottom, and it's an actual goat head, he did this. <laughs> he I just... I, I pantomimed something. And, yeah. Uh, he he essentially grabbed the jaws, opened it up, and then stuffed food yeah. in there. If it is an actual goat head. Yeah. If anything, that kind of gives some points away from the story, because of the uh, it should describe something like that, or like explain well, how he was eating through the mask. Yeah, uh, that's one issue. But then you also have to think about the issue of a mask. Yeah. If he sneezes or throws up in <laughs> oh. that mask that's adhered to him. Yeah, it's gotta be like if there's a mouth opening. Well yeah. it also it does also explain later in the story that like there's a book on how to, like the, the book of Sekra does explain how to like meticulously like attach the, the goat head to the some person. So there must maybe it maybe at that point you should have maybe we should have gotten some explanation of how the uh, the mask is adhered so that the person can basically yeah. utilize it like a actual. So essentially, a couple extra lines in that part saying how to adhere it to someone's head and have them function normally. Yeah, because otherwise, it doesn't make sense if it's just like like the mask that we're, we're all kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. 
and it would be cooler if it was actually just his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if it was revealed, it would just be his head. Mm. But anyway, um, moving on to my last of my cultist corners until we go to part two. We made our way downstairs, wondering, wandering through the entrance room and the living room and the sitting room, listening to Lombard's tales of him reading stories to the children by the fireside in the winter, and of the old man who was the, a master of the old piano sitting in the living room. I asked him about the double doors at the end of the entrance room, only to receive a response that I should not go in there, as I do not have high enough clearance to enter yet. We walked outside, and we explored the grounds. So, for me, this like this description, like this little paragraph of description, made this whole thing kind of feel like this place is just Carcosa and Narnia had a baby, and it was dreamed up by Guillermo del Toro, or maybe M. Night Shyamalan. Just because of how like kind of like weirdly whimsy it is, but also mundane, and then so, also like the whole pioneery village kind of thing, or the whole pioneery kind of aspect of it, or like the not pioneer, like the uh, Puritan or like pastoral ab- approach to it. Um, and that is my cultist corner. So uh, that one to my actual no. well, that's also part, part one. Well, no, that's actually part of my part one as well. So that's the end of my part one as well. So. Do you have? Uh, do you guys also have your notes in part? Uh, like part yeah, mine's yep. set up by the parts. All right, all right. Uh, part one. Uh, you have nothing to say, do you? No, I have stuff to say. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the very first sentence, even. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> and I Is it the here. same thing I have? The lights. Of the Seattle skyline suddenly ignite as the city comes alive with the sounds and sights of night. Literally? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, I will lie. I did have that, but also that is a noir as fuck um, like descriptor, like flir- like flavory flourish of word of, of words. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you had some elaborate word to use, but like of word. Words. Words. <laughs> no, like, I, I get it. It, it. it makes it like, just lights up. It's like, it's like, with the sounds of screaming? <laughs> it's on fire? <laughs> it's like, as if the city's in a blackout, nothing's yeah. going on, and then the power just turns on, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we got power now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird, you're right. Yeah, that's what, that uh, was my comment, like, oh, yeah, maybe there's a power outage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because most lights turn on when the sun is going down, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't just suddenly turn on. So, so if this started with an actual power outage, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, good, the power's back on, and mm-hmm. everyone's and then happy. tied into something like the cult's at hand or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And then... Uh... Share with the class. <laughs> My... My thought process for this bartender mm-hmm. was that he's totally hitting on the guy. <laughs> Why is that? The barkeep placed his hand on the table and inquired in the friendliest of tones, How you doing? And then continuing on that, that thought, I was like, So, mister, I've been meaning to ask you, 
Why'd you come here all the time? <laughs> oh, so you just had, like, this, like, seductor's, like, the, uh, like, ladies. <laughs> and, like, you feel like the, the bartender's, like, leaning over the table, like, unbuttoning his shirt as he's talking. <laughs> that really changes the tone. Yeah. I mean, Especially yeah. since they're all, both like really old as well, <laughs> and he's like thought about this guy for twelve years. Yeah, and just finally now mustered up the courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a love story. It is, yes, indeed. <laughs> all right, to do, and then I have a hilarious misread. Okay, which oh, added, which added a bit of surrealism. Party. As I'm my friend, so uh, I'll, I'll say the quote the way, first. Well, no, the way I read it initially, and then I had to go back. Okay. The tankard chuckled and asked in return. <laughs> the tankard? Yes. What? It's the the drunkard. Oh, okay. But you read tankard. <laughs> Why? There's also a Disney movie where like objects have like yeah. are sentient. Yeah, why not? B. Oh, guest B. Alex. For twelve years, of this just yeah. God. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, section where the guy just bursts into laughter, and it lasts nearly a. Full minute of him just laughing. Yeah, that yeah it is like, awkward. Yeah, there's a lot of like really like weird like time usage. I think in the story a little bit. Now, does it mean a minute or a minute, like an actual minute? Nearly a full minute. Nearly. Yeah. Just like. Is <laughs> there sort of a stopwatch if you want to see how long? No, I'm no, like not, no, not. Okay. <laughs> One minute later. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, they're having a, a nice conversation. And then the bartender just starts yelling. <laughs> so. Okay. So, finally, his outburst died off and he asked, You wanted to know why I wasn't talking? To which the bartender yes. tries, yes! Yelled the bartender, it's been a riddle I've been trying to figure out for years! Yep. <laughs> like, everything else is nice and calm. Yeah. And just like, yeah. <laughs> free! Yeah. He did also. 12 years! Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just really hates having to repeat himself. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, do we need to go on about that twelve-year comment? Yeah, why not? Go ahead. I kicked that dead horse a couple yeah. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just so sorry bad. that dead goat-headed man. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He's just been playing the long con. <laughs> Although uh, I, I did have at this point some sort of speculation, like is he like a vampire or something, and he needs someone to. Come and ask him. Oh, it's like the door situation. Yeah. 
And that could be a really awesome reveal. It's like, by the and I've actually been, well, the reason, the, the true reason I've been waiting for 12 years after I've told you this entire story about how I became a vampire is because I needed you to fight me. <laughs> yeah. Or he's just socially awkward. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hence why he sits by himself and stares like but a wall. then we've revealed, no, it's not the case. He's been waiting for somebody to talk to him. Because he's socially awkward, so he doesn't meet people. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess yeah, no. you know he's yeah, very okay. lonely by himself. So if someone approaches him, he'll talk to them, but he's not going to outright go, "Hi, I'm Robert. How are you? I was chased by a goat man. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't talk to people. Yeah, exactly. He tried that once. Because like the reason he's not he doesn't tell anybody is because he's had experience like in other towns. Yes, exactly. All right. And then, but, but before we get any of the real story going on, and we have the, the hooded big robe guy, my, my, my mind was thinking Friar Tuck. And he's going to lead them, lead the guy to... to the Sher- <laughs> what is the... To Robin Forest. Hood and Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest, yeah, that's what it was. And all that, but in America. America. <laughs> American Robin Hood. <laughs> Robert Wood. He's going to become Robert Wood. <laughs> wow. Well, his name is Robert Elm, so, like, Elm is a type of Elm is Wood! Yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> the connections! <sighs> yes. <laughs> and yes. The, and then it, it didn't turn out that way, so no. I was disappointed. How unfortunate. Yes. I know. And then the other thing. That, that I have here is how did he not notice the goat masks? Or the goat masks? Because they really dark. dark. And he had a cowl on. Or yes, hood. but the snout. He had a really big hood on. The snout. He had a very big hood on. <laughs> it's very dark. Yeah, it's very dark. The hood concealed it in darkness. I'm you, not lying. You I'm can not... still make out shadows and such. He was also really distressed. And half asleep. And it was dark. Yeah. It wasn't light until they got to the the uh, the, the party. And at that point, there was just torchlight. Also, plot convenience. Yeah. Hmm. But I also had the same thought. I didn't have a note on it. Mainly, not because of the snout. Because of the, the horns. horns. But it the horns, it's explained that, okay, yeah. that the horns are curved. So, so it's a so ram situation? Yeah. yeah. So the picture is actually wrong. That's why I was confused. Yeah, the picture is it's supposed to be a ram's head if it's curled like that. I'll look at that again, because, yeah, that's totally wrong. Yeah. So is that... I it, guess that wasn't made for this? No. That, that's my one that issue with cool, the picture, yeah. is that it's completely wrong to yeah. the description. It's a cool picture, though. It just doesn't fit the story. Mm-hmm. It, the only thing that it fit, The only reason it fits the story is because it's a goat occultist in the woods. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, and that's the end of my part one. I mean, for your, for all you know, they could still curl behind the ears, just behind the ears up here, like they go up and back. <laughs> no, it's no, still behind no, the ears. No, you know, no. Like if you have a level at your Gamer. ear going straight up, it's Gamer. like behind. What? Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're wrong. But that's a goat. It is, but it's not the right kind of goat. Also, the, all goats have horns. Also, like that? yeah, you're right. Sorry, 
the, the, the creature that we have in this is not a goat. It's a ram. It's a ram. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Is that that's actually that's actually an author's that's actually a pro, a, a, a mistake from the author for making the because I I don't think there well, are goats that have curled wouldn't that be a mountain goat oh you're right there are such things as mountain goats so that's apparently it. has mountain goats in Iowa <laughs> yeah fuck it <laughs> they escaped from the zoo <laughs> no one escaped just to make a mask all no, the other no. goats have... no they saved the animals from the zoo. When they burned down the original village. Yes, of course. So apparently, um, goats with curled <laughs> horns are uh, barals. And that is about the only other goat that seems to have those. Cool. Uh, like the ones that don't just like, yeah. Okay, actually, you know what? No, never mind. Um, okay, that looks like it's basically just a... You know what? Actually, you know what? I, I'm seeing some goats, like some like farm goats, not mountain mm-hmm. goats, that do have horns like that. Yep, that one specifically. So yep. it, it might be like a rare kind of like uh, enhance. <laughs> Just give me your phone. Yeah, sorry for the audience. Uh, I'll make sure I have a goat, this go, like a goat uh, creature uh, in the uh, title card. <laughs> a proper goat. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess technically it's a proper one because like. But I would not have thought. I mean, I guess like okay. If once I saw like if I was Robert and I saw and the hood came off and it was a, it was revealed, you would immediately assume I, Ram. No, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would or not because it does kind of look. If if it's if it is in fact like that, it would be like a goat, not mm-hmm. a ram. Because a ram mm-hmm. and a goat do have a distinction between them in terms mm-hmm. of their like head structure and some of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So regardless, the picture's wrong. The, the yeah. picture provided in the, for the story on the wiki is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Compared to what is actually written, and yeah. but the writing is not wrong because there are goats with coral horns like that. Yes, yeah. indeed, that aren't mountain goats. Mm-hmm. All right, gamer, you're up. For part oh, you're one. done for part one. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I only had three for part one, and two of them have been talked about. So um, I have one here. Uh, the quote is: "It was a, uh, this is in regards to him talking about his wife. It was a wonder she kept me around." One night, every, yeah, one night everything fell apart. I can't even remember why. But she left me on the side of the road and told me to find your own way home, you sack of crap. I remember my heart sinking and she pulled away and I began to wonder, blah, 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 blah. So he can't remember why? Maybe it's because you kept hitting her? Because, <laughs> like, at, at this point... Maybe because you're an abusive asshole? I, I highly doubt that the first and only time this dude hit her was with a trash can lid. Like, that seems like... He's yeah. hit her so many times yeah, that he's bored of all of his other means of hitting this person. Also, um, not not to say anything about the author for the story, but nice nice explanation for why the guy why the, why an abusive asshole was can get off the hook for like being an abusive asshole because a cult made his his wife do it. <laughs> his, his his a cult made his wife manipulate him to be angry. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move though. Like when you, in terms of like a, it makes like, him a redeemable character. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I was not rooting for this guy initially. because of Hence the why he's a redeemable character. Do you like him by the end? I'm kind of indifferent, honestly, by the end. Exactly. So he's redeemed himself, at least partially, sure. because he was manipulated into doing that. Okay. And before being married, he was not angry. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But yeah, it, it just... Like a, yeah. I, I know that might be the one and only time he hit her, but it just seems weird that... 
he would grab such a random weapon. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Unless he already had it in his hand and also, just, he it, lashed out. I don't it know. It could be made that, like, they're, like, he doesn't even know why. It's like, yeah, because, like, maybe she just... Because, again, she was working for the cult, so this all set up. That um, she just... she There was no reason, actually, like, initially. She just basically... She got angry, kicked him out of the truck, and, like, threw him on the side of the road and left. Well, I'm saying that the reason it. is because he hit her with a fucking trash can. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's more yeah, than that's, enough reason yes. to leave someone at the side of the road. And, like, but that geez. was that was, that was uh, wasn't that like a separate incident? I didn't think that was like part of the same incident. It's not. This is weeks after. Okay, but regardless, that it, it's still have, a good yeah. enough reason to tell someone to get out of the car. Yeah, hit me with a trash can lid. Yeah, like it, that's a dick that? move. Get the hell out. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. All right, and that's all I got for part one. Cool. All right, on to part two. Quote, it made me shiver that I could not figure out what prevented me from standing at the ceremony. Muffled speech resonated from the outside the uh, from outside my room as the door opened. A goat-headed Lombard strolled into the room and closed the door behind him. The story goes from horror to whimsy like a dance, and I kind of love it for that. Like it goes from like horror scene. Or, like, horror, like, scene, and, like, scenes of dread of, like, as the character's, like, like speculating what's going to happen next, to silly things like this, where a goat-headed Lombard just strolls in and closes the door, like, oh, hello, morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, the, the surrealness, I think, is really what it gets me out of the story, is just, like, with the, with the goat-headed man. Um, and then, uh, gather your strength, you will need it for, uh, for later. Yeah. Gather your strength, you will need it for later. I have gotten it approved by the circle. I shall give you a tour of the house and the grounds around three today. So try and get those legs working by then. Uh, that's nice and all, but I really need to get back to my fiancé and apologize. Maybe just get back into town and clean up? Is what a sane person would say. <laughs> he can't walk. Yeah, but still, like, then... He's bedridden. Yeah. He can't move. <laughs> but he's apparently able to like walk around the grounds. Yeah, by the by three because he had. So to... after that, yeah, like rather than like oh, like, well, rather than take me around your like tour around your place, can you just like take me into town? I'm also because he's just regaining the use of his legs. He's like hobbling around. I know he's not sprinting. And honestly, at a certain point in this story, I stopped yelling at Robert to nope out of the whole situation. Because I was just kind of curious as to where this was going to go and when it was going to go dark again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until part three. So, uh, next one is... We made a left turn around the house to find three buildings off in the distance. I asked Lombard what they were for. He said one of them was... A, he said one of them was the chapel, now dilapidated and unused. A small building used for a school and a smaller concrete building used for storage. I shrugged plainly, and we moved on. No biggie. It's just a, co- a cult compound. This is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> um, and the next we have... Yeah, I suppose. I miss Elizabeth quite a bit, and I want to make amends. Good, good. Lombard paused. Robert, if you could stay just one more week, we feel like you have become a member of the family around here, and... We wish to perform a departure ritual this Sunday, just just to say goodbye. You have been one of the kindest outsiders we have encountered in a long time. I feel at this point the ritual 
is not going to be anything sinister. And then again, this mind you, this is this is going to be a, a comment from before, right before I finish the story. Like this is, this like, is in the moment. for reals. Yeah, in the moment for mm-hmm. reals. I feel at this point the ritual is not going to be anything sinister in nature. It, they are really just going to send him off and like the little party. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? This is a creepypasta. He, of course, is going to be slaughtered yeah. or marked as a cult, uh, uh, inducted into the cult group or something like that. I'm going to say, it would be hilarious. If he just, like, walks into a dark room and is like, hello, turns the light on, like, surprise! Like, <laughs> surprise! Yeah. Oh, you guys, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. It's like, come back with everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I kind of wish that. And then, but, uh, and later, uh, we have this quote. He then plunged his hands into Alabaster's twitching body and oh, that's really quickly from we just talked about it. And, and retched his arms upward several times until what appeared to be a liver was ripped away. I nearly vomited. Lombard held this dripping organ above his head and shouted, For the glory of Sekra! He plunged the... the, the he plunged the hunk of flesh into his mouth like a wild beast. Called it! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, and then I that he's, that alabaster was going to be sacrificed. I called that some. Actually, I kind of figured that he was like either kill off off screen, yeah, or he was going to be yeah. Um, but yeah, called the fact that like this whole the sac- like the 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 ceremony to send him off is sending him off to the grave. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, also, we brought this up earlier, but yeah, it's like my comment is right after called it is how does he eat with that mask? I'm still not convinced it's not a goat head for reals. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, happening. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm not directing it up. I'm just like that. Yeah, yeah. popped up in my message. Uh, popped up in my comments. <clears throat> the next one I have is a bit of a something that threw me off when I read it. So I'm not sure if this is actually grammar Nazi or not, but here we go. I have been climbing trees in my neighborhood park since childhood, and the challenge of scaling the banquet halls. Walls, yeah. and the and the challenge of of scaling the banquet halls walls came easily to me. Wait, what? This is when after he gets takes his shoes off and like goes yeah. to sneak downstairs. It, yeah, but then do you have a, po- a point on this too, Mikey? Well, walls and trees are different. Well, yes. No, just what's happening? What's here. happening right now? Because then he like sneaks out of the of the house, um, like through the front door and goes outside and then climbs up that wall, climbs up the the outer wall of that other building, and like. And then it seems like that was actually meant, like that that sequence, like of his like his climbing and some of that was was meant to be like left for late, like like the him hearkening back to his climbing trees uh, in his neighborhood park should have been like mentioned as he was climbing the outer wall, not the inside. Yeah, because essentially it's saying the house fell silent, took off his boots, slid the door open, and stepped into the dark abyss. So he's now in the hallway. Yes, I've been climbing trees all my life. Blah 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 blah. So like, why are you talking about that? Yeah, and then after my, making my way down the stairs through the foyer and out the door without much of a sound, I was impressed by my sneaking abilities. I ran around to the side of the hall and began my ascension up the side of the wall uh, in a hall inside. What? Yeah, and began my ascension. The climb was easy enough. Several chunks were missing from the old bricks, which means apparently the inside hull was bricks, creating excellent handholds, which wasn't long before I found myself on the roof? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Is it actually Carcosa? <laughs> like, like, is the is outside and inside the same? It, it's sounding like what the author was trying to get across is 
he left, went outside, yeah, and yeah. climbed the outside wall. Yeah. Also, uh, when you said, it's like, I was impressed with my sneaking abilities. Yes. And also my spider climbing. What? Seriously, what? <laughs> like, because he's just like, because, like, again, like, again, more of a joke on the, uh, scaling the banquet hall's walls. Yeah, like, you assume it's like a painted wall, and he's just, like, climbing it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. Spider-Man. Again. Yeah. Um. It's a weird word. Yeah. And that is my notes for part two. Alright. <sighs> part two. Yep. Got nothing. <laughs> no, no, I have stuff. Yes, I'm doing that like uh, stretch. <laughs> Gotta get this. Yeah, I, I oh. use that all the time as a build-up for a joke that I have nothing to say. <laughs> all right. So the first thing I have here is a quote, which I had issue with, but then it explained itself later. But I'll say it anyway. <laughs> Damn. Story, doing thing right, explaining questions. Yeah. Uh, the event you were the center of was known as a neophyte's sacrament. We give the newcomer a small dose of hallucinogenic and provoke you to reveal your true feelings to us in order to tell if we can trust you. And I'm just thinking to myself... How did they know that he was going to be at that field at that time? That could have been a hint as to like the like like a slip to like hint at like that they knew him all along, or just a plot a plotting convenience. Yeah, well, or it's a situation where they were just going out there to party and uh, cook marshmallows and make s'mores. But um, Larry couldn't show up, so there's an extra chair, and there just happens to be a new guy. It's like, oh, a new guy. We should yeah. do an initiation ritual. Right, guys? Yeah! And they just <laughs> have to have everything they needed for the ritual right there. Well, yeah, because they, they bring up everything for the like, for the ceremony. Because you never know. Exactly. Yeah. You never know. Mm-hmm. That's what a good cultist would do. I yeah. mean, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just like, how did they know? It's <laughs> really, like, awesome. Like, and the way he like, says it, like, very, like, calm, like, like, assuring, like, this is, this is perfectly fine. It's like, run, Robert, run. <laughs> You're among a cult. Get out, now. Yes. And then, uh, the other question I have that comes out of this is, how does one laugh rhetorically? Rhetorical question, Mikey. Yeah, it's a rhetorical <laughs> question, but he laughs it rhetorically. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so he started the whole thing, the whole goat head thing. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I guess be more, it's more of just like a chuckle to your voice as you're, as you're yeah. Saying, so he started the whole thing, <laughs> like because you know, he's 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 laughing at the at the like the silliness of it. But also asking a rhetorical question because he knows the answer of it. Yeah. Like, but does just, he? But he's just repeating the. It, it doesn't yeah. say. It doesn't say like there's a painting. It's like I, like his name, and then there's like a quote underneath him. I started the goat head thing. Yeah, but I mean, like he, he's been told it, so it's like when somebody like he hasn't re- though. He was said like his uh, like Lombard says like that he is the one that started the the whole like the goat head thing. 
Like right before the, he says that. I don't think it's doubled down like that. I would have because that's like that, that. That would explain why he does it rhetorically. Because that's something that people do. Like they basically just repeat what somebody said. Like because, like just as a, like a confirmation, even though there's no need for the confirmation. Hence why it's rhetoric. Hmm. Rhetorical. I just remember like he essentially went that to my great grandfather, and then Robert's like, so he started it. I'm pretty sure and he says like that he was the one. That I have a note on this, so okay. we'll get to it. We'll get back to it, don't worry. Alright. So, the the explaining of the property and how big this house is. Yeah. Like, it's not a farmhouse, this is a mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, my mind is like, it's, this is a huge Or this mansion, is a farmhouse like, that's been built up into yeah, a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get this quote. From the outside, the house was massive. It was clearly some kind of old farmhouse. And it's just like, God, you're just... Ah. And an old farmhouse <laughs> is not massive. Like, yeah. At all. Like, no. <laughs> an estate or a plantation? Yeah. Like, plantation would have been a better name because plantations mm-hmm. are gen- were generally huge. Yeah. Like, and we're basically just like... Also, man- for all we know, this guy lives uh, in a tiny little shack. <laughs> and in city. It, it is explained that it, it was the mayor's house. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, to but, call it a farmhouse? Yeah. Like, maybe it's it's styled as a farmhouse. Like, because like, with the, like, the whole, like, um, like the white paneling and the porch, like, like the over-covered porch and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that, when I see those kind of houses, like, oh, that looks like a farmhouse to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, this one, like, to, uh, this, the inside did not look like a farmhouse. Like, because like, you see there's farmhouses, and then there's the mayor's farmhouse. Yeah. Which is massive, otherwise known again as a plantation <laughs> or a yes. or whatever that house that type of house that plantations have because farmhouses those, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because those ones are like those are like there's there's farmhouses and then there's rich asshole farmhouses mm, indeed <laughs> like what mayors are yeah <laughs> apologies to all mayors listening not to king shame mayors yeah indeed. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, to me this next section seemed kind of unneeded. Okay. Uh, because the Robert asks a question, he gets an answer, and then, and here's a quote, I shrugged plainly and we moved on. It's like, well... Yeah. You already got your answer. You're already moving on. You don't need to. <laughs> I, it's yeah. just him being like, "All right, like that's the answer." Yep. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. He, I, I feel that didn't need to be there. It's that's just, true. And um, outside of you know, just to reveal the complex, the the compound that is this, like cult. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, another thing is that uh, Lombard says friend a lot. Yes, he does. And uh, every the first few times and then continuing on, I was like, I'm not your friend, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, pal. <laughs> I'm not your pal, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your friend, buddy. He's not your buddy, guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Canadian argument. Or Canadian. Is it the Canadian <laughs> argument? Is that what that's called? I don't know. It's just a Terrence Phillips joke. <laughs> I don't know if it has a specific name. Yeah. And then uh, the end of part two 
ended up being more gory than I was expecting. Is that the sacrifice? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's when they sell, uh, they, they uh, rip out alabaster, they cut yeah. open alabaster and take out his liver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was fine with it. <laughs> well, you're told that you do it yourself. To be fair, again, okay. So my thing with the ending of this one is that it should have ended in part two. At the end of part two, like, or they should have. There should have been a very quick. Ed, there should have been a very quick escape sequence. Yeah. After part two, and then we're done. <laughs> but maybe then we got part three. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, my turn. Yeah, with part two. My turn. Okay. So. Um, early on in part two, when Lombard is, um, talking to Robert and as he's sick in bed and giving him Lombard support, um, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Every time I was like, I keep wanting to say Lombard support. (laughs) He is giving him support. Why are you guys laughing? I understand. (laughs) Anyways, so, um, so he tells the entire backstory and, um, Lombard says before, oh, sorry, well, I guess. It doesn't matter. Quote is, before I could respond, Lombard asked, any questions? And I shook my head just as a woman wearing simple brown robes came into the room. I have questions at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, when can I leave? Yep. Um, why does the mask need to be permanently adhered to your head? Yeah. How does, they, how does nobody know about you and your group? Why couldn't I stand up in the circle? Yeah, what was that supernatural, that seemingly supernatural uh, element that where I was like, uh, like, paralyzed in place? Yep. Why are my legs sore and feel so heavy? Uh, why was your meeting last night in the middle of the woods focused on me? Why do you uh, uh, induct complete strangers into your party with hallucinogenic uh, drinks? Yeah. So, there's questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. And he's just like, no, I'm fine. I yeah. understand everything. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, essentially that happens, and Robert's, like, looking outside at things, and then, um, Lombard comes in and says, ready? <laughs> yeah, I jumped with surprise as Lombard broke the silence of the room. Time had passed faster than I expected. Come, follow me, friend. Um, my only note here is, you're not gonna let him answer before ordering him around? Because he just asked him if he's ready. Like, are you ready? Let's go. And then he didn't answer him. He just kind of went. I guess going is answering that you're ready, I suppose. Yeah. Although generally, if it's like, if someone's over there doing a thing, you're like, are you ready? No? <laughs> like, you know, it's common courtesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he should see that he's a monster just because of that. Because sure. he doesn't give him the common courtesy of waiting. Yep. So that... It's just, it's just part of their their pastoral... Totally normal, or totally... It's just their eclectic uh, way of life in this little commune. And you're just not open-minded enough to know... Yeah, it's totally a fucking Greek cult. Well, (laughs) it it is because he is the leader. So it's the follow-the-leader mentality. But he's asking the question. Yes, but in that question is actually rhetorical. Rhetorical question, (laughs) Lombard, from... Yeah. I guess... (laughs) Rhetorical question, Robert. Let's go. Yeah. Are you ready? Tough shit. We're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, so on to the painting. So, um, actually, let's keep the previous section here. Um, I went. Sorry, just not to cut you off. I wonder if the painting is actually is actually the, the picture we have in the story. 
Like, cause like, like, like and it's just oh, yeah. it every time. The one that moves aside, and that's his... Yeah, maybe. Either way. Um, is that you in the painting, I asked? Uh, ha, no, that's the founder of the circle, my great-grandfather, Ambrose Garrett Lombard. What a great man. I wish I could have known him. So he started the whole goathead thing? I laughed rhetorically. We made our way downstairs, though, wandering... Sorry, we made our way downstairs, wandering through. So, not going to answer his question? <laughs> <laughs> he did say it rhetorically. He did, as in he didn't expect an answer. Did this man that lives in the woods catch up on his rhetorical question? <laughs> no, okay, here's the thing. The, um... Are you ready was the rhetorical, and the author's just catching up, and it's like, oh, this question, oh, this one must have been rhetorical. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But they're just trading rhetoricals? Yeah. There was a rhetorical earlier, so he has to counter with a rhetorical immediately after? Yeah. Sure. It's the battle of rhetorical questions. Mm. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Yes. Either way, it's weird. Yes. And it doesn't outright say. Aside from saying, um... Wait, where is it? Uh, The founder of the circle. Okay, actually. But for all we know, yeah, he may have founded the circle, but maybe um, his son is the one who's like, hey, my father started this, and he, they all are about the goats, so let's... fat, let's, But it's not adhere. brought up, so it's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, it's yeah. not clarified that he started the goathead thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, um, after waking up and getting a tour of the place, um, the quote is, we walked back to my room... And Lombard instructed me that now that I know where I am, I can move about the property at will, blah, 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 blah. Um, so my my note here is, that took all day to see around the house, talk about the painting, and see the plot of land that you live on? All you did before this was wake up and look out the window for a minute. You're losing time here. Notice it. Out. <laughs> no, he's like literally yeah, like yeah, not he's... able to conceive that he's wasting entire days doing nothing. Yeah. Some shit's going on. Notice it. And that's it until part three, because I've talked about other things. Okay, part three. The best part. Everyone's favorite part. So then we move on to part three. And I start off with another quote. During the following days, I felt my insanity slipping away as as I slowly came to grips with my fate. I stayed in bed most of the days, refusing to eat and trying to leave, trying to re- relive as many happy memories as I could before Sunday's inevitable bloodletting. Several times during my stay, I had seen people running for the woods, but there were almost Im- they were almost immediately but they were almost immediately apprehended by groups of men clad in red cloaks. This is literally the first time we've heard of these people trying to escape or leave, unless. It's just happening, starting to happen, like, in this next week. No, and, the first time being mentioned. Yeah, and on, and on that, throughout this story, Robert has just been passively stuck on this property, almost on, of his, by his own volition. And kind of to uh, bring up what you just said earlier about, like, losing time and stuff, and yeah. not noticing it. Um, they do state it's because he's recovering, but, like, I feel... He should he should be try- have tried to escape a bit more before now. They haven't shown any hostility, so he doesn't need to leave. Until, like they're yeah. awkward, yeah. but they're but also like, feeding him and making him 
forget about his problems. Yeah, and that's like the thing. Like I don't know. It's just maybe that's that's a good enough explanation. But like now that we're at this point, I'm just like, why haven't you not tried to escape earlier? Like I'd be still mistrusting of these people, um, regardless of if they were being like that this nice. If they're acting that weird, like as well as being nice, I don't know if I'd be, still be trusting of them at all. Hmm. Um, and sorry, hang on a second. Uh, don't go on to another one if he has a thing to say. I just I, I lost my spot on my, my on the one note still. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what were we gonna say? Well, the, the thing you have to realize is that he's currently at a rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very early uh, like established early uh, rehab center for um, uh, for anger management. <laughs> yep. They just use very very uh, esoteric. Um, solutions. Yeah, very esoteric <laughs> solutions to uh, uh, to uh, rehabilitate um, patients such as those, uh, as funded by the SNTF. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Who else, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, supernatural Task Force. That's what they're yeah. for. But uh, although, yeah. I, honestly, this is that what you just explained is not supernatural at all. Well, I guess this, the esoteric means are. Yeah, the esoteric but they're treating means. normal people. Yeah, which they wouldn't do. Unless they, they just... need, unless they need funding, so they're getting actually like the families are paying for this and like also funding more further SNTF stuff because they can't they, they can't use taxpayer. Dollars. They're essentially running like the beta of doing this, yeah. Uh, and then once they figure it out, they make it seem mundane, so then they can make normal buildings exactly, to yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Uh, Grassroots man, like they're just getting they're mm-hmm. making sure like they, they can uh, this new age hippie stuff work. Yeah, back in the '60s. So. Um, they do state uh, that he's been recovering, like I said. Uh, oh, no, I mentioned that a bit more. Um, but, yeah, like, he, he, he doesn't try to escape, he, but um, he's just, like, investing in the property. And especially given the discoveries he has made, I feel like this part was added kind of as an afterthought, like the, uh, the whole, like, him seeing people running, like, escaping. Like, he's just now noticing this. Uh, unless he had like, like, I, like, I guess I had noticed some other people running before, but I had it's just now I realized that they were running to get try and get away. Yeah, like maybe they're like he thought that I thought they were playing the tag exactly. Or I thought they were I thought they were just playing out in the on the fields or yeah. something like that, like uh, near the woods. Uh, but now I've come to realize that they were in fact trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one is: Are you ready to leave us, friend? We are making preparations for the ceremony now. When you are ready, please approach the painting at the other side of the, of the second floor. Slid, slid, slide the painting to the right, and it should reveal a staircase. The staircase leads to my chambers. I need to perform the finishing touches for the farewell. Whoa, now. We aren't those kind of friends, Lombard. <laughs> um, sorry, just had to get that out of my system. Of course. Um, and then, this is while he, when he's in the chamber, um, and he... Uh, Ran to the went to go for the door, but then I spun around to see a bloody Lombard rising from the carpet. His mask was now distorted and blood soaked. You, friend, are smarter than the average fool we dragged off to this place. He croaked. I gritted my teeth. I'm leaving this place. I know what happened a week ago. Now tell me what's really going on. 
No, just run. You've got more than enough answers to, of this place. Just fucking run. Don't ask more questions. Just run. He's been very inquisitive, though. I know. Too inquisitive for his own There's good. the hallway that he didn't know anything about, and then that other place. Yeah, he's been too inquisitive for yeah. his own good. Uh, he needs information, then, so when he gets out of here, he can write a story about it. And then the part... And put it on the story, internet. <laughs> and then this is the part of the story that... Or this is the part of part three that really ruined it for me. As you wish. What I told you about this, our history that morning was, in fact, true. Though there were a few things I left out to keep you under my thumb. Those two cousins who found the town are closer than, to us than you think. One of them was my great-grandfather, and the other was yours. What? Really? No, that's impossible. We're doing this revelation? <sighs> really? Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. If you hint at it with something, like maybe give some familiarity as he's passing scenes or something, like maybe like you see a human version of the, of the great-grandparents or something like that in like a portrait or a picture or something like that. How did Lombard even know Robert would be in that fucking field? And it is described later that it's because his, 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 the, 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 the girlfriend, like, had planted him mm-hmm. there. Making this entire you answered, null and void. I don't care. <laughs> you answer so many fucking questions about this place, you yet leave even bigger questions because of this fucking revelation. But they're answered. Kind of. They're still really, I really do not give them... I, I don't know. I did not like this one. Um, however... Uh, sorry, <laughs> this is actually the quote. <laughs> However, your great-grandfather, blinded but to reality and by his morals, left the village just before the birth of his child. He made a vow to Dialis, Dialis, um, the brother and polar opposite of our glorious Sekra, god of morality and justice, that his bloodline would be forever devoted to the eradication of our order. This whole ordeal has been an effort to destroy the one human that can destroy us and end the bloodline once and for all. Or... You could have left him to his own devices, oblivious to any of this, and gone about your day. Or killed him when you found him in the cornfield, sleeping. (laughs) They have to do it through proper channels. There's a a certain uh, way you have to do it. You're a cultist, you understand. It's sacrifice. And it's explained that he couldn't kill him in the field because his aura was too strong. Then have the farmer who owns that field just run him down with a thresher. <laughs> it would wake him up. Yeah. Or get some, hire some random thugs to go and get him, because they're not going to be affected by it. Just will there be an investigation, really and it'll lead back to them. They can cover it up. They've got the, look, they're, they're not the SNTF. They're doing a pretty good job covering people's de- uh, mis- disappearances up apparently so far. I mean, it doesn't say they kill a lot. Of, well, I guess they do kill a lot. Of <laughs> there are a lot of things in that. On that, that could be their own kind, that. though. Yeah. I don't think it and was. Goats. I mean, we don't have any goats in the area. All right. Anyway, continuing. Uh, I shall get to that in a moment. But here's the secret you will truly enjoy. Normally, one of your blood could uh, could cause a member of my, our order with an aura of dark. What the fuck? Of dark? Could could one of your blood 
could cause a member of our order, with an aura as dark as mine, to drop dead at a single touch. I took, it, I took this into account when dealing with you. I've been nullifying your powers with the one thing that will weaken, you, weaken it. Human flesh and blood. Exposition, exposition, get it out ASAP. Nice nostalgic next thing, reference. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, they'll start countering one another and dropping down their sick counter-revelations and explanations. Oh wait, scratch that, they do. Lombard clutched his... Uh, then move on to the next quote. Lombard clutched his bloody stump. I see you wisened up to my trickery. Wait, what Clever bloody man. stump? So yeah, his bloody stump, remember like when he grabbed his arm and like ripped... Like, ripped Did he actually rip his arm off? Yeah. It disintegrated. It disintegrated as he was I thought it just kind of like it um, it withered down. No, it, it actually went like it off. off. Yeah, it yeah. Cut, like completely. Oh, moved okay, off. cool. And then, and then it's revealed like I haven't uh, I hadn't eaten any food, any of your food for a while. I didn't know it actually vaporized his arm. Yeah. sorry. Continue. Um, so yeah, Lombard's there sitting, uh, clutch, uh, clutching his blade stub. I see you wisened up to my trickery, clever man that you are. No matter, you will now. You will not leave this place alive. I will see to that. I shouted to him. You will never kill me, you monster. As soon as I, as soon as I escape, I'm taking Elizabeth and getting as far away from here as I can. You will never be able to find us. I don't think I have ever seen a story fall apart so fast from interesting whimsical cult horror to an OC Gary Stu character action garbage. I see... I seriously think part three didn't need to go to go this way at all. Uh, he could have fled the night of the of the sacrifice, the first like that sacrifice, that run, that test run, mm-hmm. and the story would have been so much stronger for it. They would have caught him, brought him back, and murdered him. Maybe they, maybe they, well, they, no, they were all at the ceremony, leaving him like to be able to run away, or they could have had like some kind of like thing where he was sneaking past, he was able to sneak past some of the uh, people that were protecting the. They have the perimeter. There's a guy with a gun. In a random trench <laughs> that you cannot get to, so I'm sure there's random guards everywhere. I don't care. It would be better than the shit we just uh, had. Like, You'd rather just run and get murdered. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or finding a way. He, he, well, story contri- that story contrivance of him escaping that would be better than what we got with the Gary Stu. Like I actually descended from the counter of your cult, and I have powers to stop you, and I'm going to defeat you, and we're going to run away, and I'm never going to. You're never going to be able to catch me again. Fuck off. That's why I hate part three. Um, and that is my end of my no- uh, notes for uh, part three. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, go on. Uh, continuing on your last bit there, but uh, as soon as I escape, I'm taking Elizabeth. A- at that point, I I realized, like, just at that point or just before, that Elizabeth was in on it. And then the, ex- the next exposition dump says Elizabeth was in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yep. Figured it out <laughs> before I was told. Points for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, other thoughts here. Uh, this goat mask, I have to bring it up again. <laughs> Okay. Well, of course. Must be really hard to keep clean. Just because it's a goat mask. Yes. And I mean, the as the example is, I could still see little bits of hastily wiped away viscera clinging to his mask. 
hastily wiped away viscera for those at home that couldn't understand that. <laughs> you were slurring a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to keep a mask clean, yeah. especially when it's stuck to your face forever. Yeah. yeah. Nothing saying that it is a legit goat. It could be like a synthetic actual goat mask. 1960s? Synthetic actual goat mask. I'm pretty sure it's a real goat. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> it's like taxidermed goat head, basically. Mm hmm. Alright. And then I started thinking, what if he doesn't actually make it out alive? And then the guy that's in the tavern is actually a ghost. Oh, that would be fucking amazing! If he died if in the story. If he just, like, again, especially, like, if you, like, again, like, if you didn't like, like, the, the cold contrivance of the fact that, like, he couldn't, like, what if he escaped? Or if he, mm-hmm. like, because he wouldn't have escaped because there's, like, they've got, like, people guarding the, the perimeter. What if he didn't? He got killed or, like, dragged away and then, like, they, and, like, and then, yeah, at the, at the bar, he then just vanishes. Like, it's like, what do you mean? And he looks over and he's gone. It's like, what the fuck? His, his place has been, like, like haunted by a ghost who's been waiting twelve years for somebody to mention so we can pass on. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! That is an, that would be an amazing. What a revelation! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit! I fucking. <sighs> <laughs> it's interesting seeing such polar opposites of you being like fuck you it's like throwing the freaking uh, pages down and then Mikey laying down something you're like yeah well cause like no I mean I, I, everything's the best because like I loved the story here's the thing I loved the story until part three because yeah. then we got bullshit OC character do not steal with with, with superpowers because reasons and fuck you I do what I want I want answers fuck you, I'm leaving, kind of thing. I was just like, fuck off, I didn't want that. Like, you, you you set it up all perfectly for him to, like, find out that he was going to be sacrificed, and so he could have ran, and maybe he escaped, maybe he didn't, and then we get that, and then you lay down that, and I was like, that is a better fucking ending. Oh. We should write creepy pasta. Shit. <laughs> Why don't we do that? I mean, I've, I've done a little bit, but... <laughs> Fuck. Whew. I need a cigarette. <laughs> All right. Continue, Mikey. The E stands for epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> epic smackdown on, on a, on a, with, a better st- with a better ending. Mm-hmm. The E stands for epic ending. <laughs> It'd be E then. It'd be Mikey. <laughs> I don't even care. Oh, okay, that's so awesome. That's awesome. All right. Continue. Alright. <laughs> Alright. So we've sort of established this is what? Summertime ish? Uh, yeah. Because I, he's mm-hmm. able to sleep in a field. In yes. a cornfield, yeah. And then the the day that he's supposed to leave, he basically gets up at six PM because he's so tired. And it's, it's so dark, tired. right? No. Oh it's not dark? It, it gets he <clears throat> takes a couple moments, then goes outside, then it's dark. <laughs> He's losing time. Yeah, <laughs> there's already been... There's some kind of aura, Sekra has some kind of aura of, like, time dilation in this yeah. scene, or, like, time flux. Yeah. Cause, it's just where he doesn't bring it up ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because, basically, he, he goes to Lombard's study, and then there's moonlight 
coming in, and it was just six o'clock yeah. a couple moments ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one, sorry, one quick thing I just need to bring up because we did like talk about like the powers of Sekra over time, like the weird time flux mm-hmm. and stuff. Sekra doesn't get explained better, like well enough in the story. Like mm-hmm. we get that book of Sekra. But he yeah. skims through it. Yeah, because like, he can't read it's it. It's not important. Because yeah, it's <laughs> in old English. And it's like yeah. it was kind of like I kind of would like like to know like you answer all these other questions about this cult and some of it, except for their god. <laughs> it's not important. Apparently not. Would you like an entire part that is just transcribed book? Not transcribed book, but it would uh, it also would probably be better than part three as it is. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you're going to have the characters get like stay till Sunday, you might as well uh, drop down some uh, a cool revelation in that regard, rather than have him be like, "I was part of this all along." Fucking bullshit. Sorry. Continue. And then the part, or the big part, where this fell apart for me was his escape route, <laughs> because. He gets into the concrete shack yeah. that's used for storage. Mm-hmm. And uh, just my visual is there's three buildings. Yeah. And one of them's a concrete shack. Yeah. And suddenly there's this tunnel. Yeah, there's a tunnel at the back of the shack. At the back of the shack, which isn't really explained other than it's like, well, when I think a shack... I, uh, okay, now I know what you're doing. I was like, I'm like, a practical effect again. For the eyes of home, Gabriel used, is using a Timbit box as, as, the the, as the shack to represent it, and then using his phone underneath the shack on an angle to represent the tunnel that goes down into the earth. But you can't see it outside. But it doesn't explain that he's going down. It just it's into going a through a tunnel. It's a tunnel. All right. Do you so, need all right. elevation uh, all right. statistics yeah. for this? So, okay, so assuming it goes down. Okay. We're into the ground, because the yeah. small shack has a tunnel that goes down. Yeah. Well, we keep could... going down and through the ground. It just has to go down enough yeah, that, that, and that then it could level up. There is actually, there is actually an explanation. For this. this could be a, a logical explanation, but it could, had to be added like description-wise. The area behind the, the shack is hilly. There go yeah. the front part of the shack um, mm, leads yeah. out, uh, goes out onto a hill, yes. and then the hill basically is like covers up. If that was said, yes. yes. I've if actually that seen said. that happen in uh, actually when I was in uh, Newfoundland uh, on Belle Island. Um, there's a mine shaft opening that is a large concrete like structure, or like, not, not large, but like a, a concrete structure, like a shed sized, that goes into the side of a hill, and then you can see it go basically like on a very small angle like, okay. into the. Uh, into so yeah, there's a real life. Thing like, that's just like, like if there was a hill behind it, but yeah, that should have been And so we go down a level. We're in this tunnel. Sure, yes. if it, that's the thing. If that's the yeah. thing, yeah. So he's going through this tunnel, and then he finds a room, and then 
And that, that was the guy. We had the first person shooter game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's third person sneaking. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Or it could be first person. It doesn't. It kind of, to me, I was like. I like how you pantomimed holding a knife like a gun. You should be doing like freaking Splinter Cell or. I don't know. It's sneaking up behind a guy and stabbing him in the head. Which is because, like, when I think of Earth and Tunnels, I think of the muddled graphics of the Doom games. I guess. Yeah, and then. He finds a hatch. Which has a ladder that goes down even further. Down to, like, a bank of something? Like, is well, there, it, does it mention a creek or a river? The, the ladder like... met the ground in an alcove on the shore of a small pond. Yeah. Where they've been dumping all the... Another practical effect! Refuse. Oh, God. This is a hill! Or something. So, at home, a uh, gamer is using a guitar case... <laughs> And then this is the shed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For the audience at home, the uh, Tim Burton box that is the uh, shed yes. um, slid down the uh, <laughs> a little bit. So let's say it's on a hill or something. Yeah. Or wait, well, like, okay, so this is, I got a lovely day, hang on. So this is the flat area, the height of the compound and everything. Okay, and then you have, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> and then the, 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 you have the, the tunnel situation underneath. So now you're under here, and you're going. Sorry, I'll do it in the sense you can see. And then you're going straight across, and then all of a sudden, like it's a hill here. So you, if you go down again, okay, fine. But now you're at sea level, and you enter out on the hill here, exit out on the hill there. Support to our Patreon to, get, uh, to see uh, to um, have us afford a camera so we can then do visual <laughs> gags on our podcast. Yeah, really. Specifically on our YouTube episodes. <laughs> no, we'll make them work in the <laughs> in the audio stream. Yeah. <laughs> I think I painted a pretty good picture. <laughs> yeah, not really. Audience, let us know what you think about uh, gamers' uh, depiction of the layout of this bunker and its tunnels in our comment section below, where it's supposed to. Whether it be TV and just go straight into the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even finish the episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, continue. Yeah. So th- that was sort of. It was a weird visual. Superfluous, yeah. Yeah, it's been annoying. If it said something like, um, it exited out onto sea level or whatever, and then him just go, the compound must have been way above sea level. Or must have been, like, on the hill down there, and, like, I'm down at the yeah. bottom of the hill near this mm-hmm. pond. Or after biking away, I turn around and see really how high up that thing like, was. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm actually, it turns out I'm actually just in a gully in the middle, of, or a ravine in the middle of that woods, mm-hmm. like, in the back there, so... Alright. And then I have one more thing. Okay. And this is about the library. Yes. The place had a wealth of books. Everything from War and Peace to Pet the Bunny. I I, I googled Pet the Bunny. <laughs> is it actually a thing? It, it is a book, but the first thing that came up in the Google search was a guy named Pet the Bunny. Because that's his nickname. So his name's Patrick, the bunny. the bunny. Yeah, the bunny, whatever. So but when you read this again, it's like War and Peace to Pet Bunny. Yo, you just stand. He's actually he actually has a bunny like head on the head. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, surprised that the story didn't go like the full nine yards. It just had that everybody in this cult had an animal mask or had like an animal head like grat or not grafted but like stitched to their face. Could have. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go to the full like animal ha- uh, animal farm. Mm-hmm. They're all furries. My God, from the sixties. Not the king shape. Yeah, not the king shape at all. They're all proto furries. Yep. Anyway, yeah. and that's the end of my part three. Cool. Cute. So for me, um, my first one is kind of essentially what you said earlier, cultist early on is like. After, there's like paragraphs of him trying to figure these people out and snooping around. And he's like, oh, I'm just gonna like wait until Sunday's in- inevitable bloodletting. And my only answer is, well, that's what happens when you spend so much time learning about these people and not trying to create an escape plan. Yeah, that's kind of weird that they glossed over that. Like because he said, like I have an entire week to figure this out. I figured there'd be like a montage situation of yeah, him like finding things out and. Yeah. Planning and what to do, but he finds out one thing and that's it. Also, yeah, in his investigate, like, I'm going to investigate, like, find out more further. He finds the book of Sekra. That's it. Uh, it's, it's too hard to read because I have to decipher, like, English, my, my old language, but, like, it's a couple of century, like, a century old like, version of my language. Fuck that. Too long, did not read. <laughs> like, Pretty much. And then he gives up. Yeah, exactly. And he just like, gives it's up. set it up to do all this investigative stuff. It's like if we. We did some tabletop game, some investigative thing. It's like we found out one thing. It's like I don't know. Let's just uh, let's just wait till the call just, the, the ritual happens, and yeah. uh, we'll just like roll roll to see if we survive the, the sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> oh wow, really? Or see, you know, it's like fuck planning. Let's just see if we can escape at the moment when we're about to be sacrificed. Yes. Like we'll just we're gonna wait until that happens. Like, all right, roll, I'm gonna, like, roll put a pencil roll. in my boot. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, roll a uh, roll a uh, sleight of hand. Oh, uh, Lombard spotted you. He uh, cut he cuts you in the back of the head, and you're dead. Cool. Uh, so I took the game. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody else, roll sand. Oh, you guys all failed? All right. Um, you guys go into a bloodlust and uh, just go running into the woods where you're eventually caught and uh, sacrificed. Excellent. Good game, guys. GG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so then uh, my only other note, actually, is um, the ending. Where um, he gets back to his house, sits down, and there's a gargantuan man there. Oh, also, the side note... I wish they mentioned that there's a gargantuan man there with a fucked up face, green eyes, and missing an arm. Or a hand. Because I did not realize that he literally went stumped. It did say stump. You've read it. But I glossed over it because it didn't... I don't know. It didn't paint a good enough picture for me there. But either way. He sits down, and then Robert Elm sat motionless as he looked at the thing. The thing spoke to him in a labored, devilish groan. Good evening, friend. It was then that Robert pulled his handgun out from the cushion of the chair and put a bullet between those pale green eyes. I was like, yes. oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. He had so much time to plan yeah. for when he would show up. Why not just murder him? Especially given the fact that, like, we've already gotten the, the, the garbage that is part three of, like, him, like, tr- like being, like, an action hero now. Fucking just lean into either, either, either get rid of part three's like action bits and have him just escape, and then have that ending. Because I actually have that in my final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is that the ending? The first, the, the last like four sections of uh, four part paragraphs of part three are all you need. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the rest of the part three, um, or and then like also add maybe something between part two and, and this yeah, part yeah. where like he escapes or somehow or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and even like that ending, like "Good evening, friends." Like, oh, he caught him. Like that would be a good horror story. But if you're going to do the action bullshit, lean into it. Like, surprise! Kabam! Yeah, exactly. Sure. And like, yeah, theoretically, maybe he tried a gun and it didn't work. Yeah. But also, he has been living away from him since the for 60s. 12 years, yeah. not eating human flesh. 
So at this point, you figure he would show up, he'd be like, Kamehameha! Or, or, <laughs> fucking bullshit even further. Uh, he goes to sit in his, in, his, uh, in his favorite chair. The shadowy tall man shows up in the uh, it's like, hello, friend. And then he like goes up close to him, like go and kill him. Turns out that was actually a dummy sitting in the chair. And then behind, he's like, "Yes, hello, friend." Grab, yeah, and grabs his neck and just collapses like, his neck in, so his head pops off. Like, that would be a perfect, like, that would be a, like a hilarious screw 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 the horror aspect. That would be a hilarious like counter end to that. I mean, th- there is still something horrifying about that to the to the point that this guy over this family has enough power that he can just. Touch their skin and their skin corrodes. Yeah, but at that point, it's, 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 it's bordering on the silly visceral horror, which is not really horror at this point. It's more yeah. um, just kind of like a fantastical duel <laughs> mm-hmm. or a fantastical thing more than like a scary thing. This At this point, it's becoming more silly. But yeah. <laughs> at this point, because it, uh, either way, at the end, yeah. it's explained pretty much everything in the story, so why not explain what happened to him? Yeah. Like, did he just. Like, is he actually just strong enough that he's like, oh, hi, how's it going? You know, well, you've been chasing me for a long time. Good. It was a good <laughs> fight. And then they shake hands. And he corrodes his other hand. Like, oh, and then punches oh, him in his yeah. face. His hand goes straight through his head. Yeah. Like, okay. It's an epic fight. Like, he gets through. It's, it's not epic. He just own him. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing you have to realize, it's reading between the lines. I hate doing that. I know you do. Is that the bartender was in on it. So he's actually been feed, like giving him like mixing blood in his uh, Irish whiskey the whole time. Uh, so when he draws from that, that epic fight, like ha ha, oh shit! It's like you fool! I've actually been paying off that bartender for twelve years to give you blood. <laughs> you dastardly feet! <laughs> there's just like there's just like a huge epic fight in the department. We're just gonna go like fuck fuck scary. Yeah. Let's just go full on like. Bullshit anime, like brawl. that's really what it is. Like all the times where, where it brings up the exposition, it feels like it's part of a cartoon or an anime, sure. where it's like you know, I fucking or, hate or an action movie. Because everything else, part one, part two, were legitimately like there was some there's some re- like weird juxtaposition between whimsical stuff and and or, like silly like weird like cultish activity um, and horror elements. But then it could have gone like a serious horror way with like him trying to escape the cult. After, when he when he realizes they're going to sacrifice him, mm-hmm. but then we get this bullshit action shit that doesn't really feel like right for the sequel the story. Um, but if you lean into that and just say fuck horror, it does make it for an entertaining read. If we have like the like aha, exactly. <laughs> if you treat it more like a parody of yeah. like of, like kind of thing like that, but I didn't want that at all. That's why I fucking hate part three. Is that they basically like jumped the shark and went, like, epic for a story that shouldn't have been, like, as epic as it set, as it became. It is weird, because, like, each part feels like a different story, because they're, yeah. they're all written weird, and not, sorry, that's not the correct word. They're all written differently. They yeah. they have a different feel. Yeah, like, part one could have ended with him basically, like, getting, like, blacking out and then waking up in the, uh, and, like, it all being a dream, like, in the cornfield. <laughs> like, that would have been, like, a really interesting, like, story. Part one had just basically him, like, wake up after, like, he gets knocked out, and it's actually just him waking up in the cornfield. I was like, that was a really fucking messed up dream. And then maybe have, like, some illusion that, like, there was a cloak, there was, like, uh, he thought he saw a cloaked figure or something like that as he was leaving the, cl- the cornfield. 
I'd say I would hate that. I, I'm sure you would, but or sorry. oh, so just <laughs> sorry. I would hate it. it. That was the wrong person. Idiots like, like you would hate it, of course. <laughs> but smart intellectual people like me, you know, like I, 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 I personally find that would that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but then we have part two, which like like do oh hello friend, and uh, let me just tell you about our secret cult that we have in the middle of the woods, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's, everything's going to be perfectly fine. We just need to we just need to recover and stuff like that. And don't worry, we're not going. To, we're totally not going to kill you, but uh, or induct you into our cult. Although we do have a, 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 you're feeling a lot better, so we're just going to uh, have a ceremony, and and then you go, he finds the ceremony, like goes to the rehearsal, like hides and sneaks it, like a horror, in a horror story, and discovers the oh they are going to in fact kill me. Okay, I'm going to run and flee, um, and then either he escapes. And we now have somebody who's telling the story of Robert Allen. Or he doesn't escape, and he's a fucking ghost that's been living yeah, in that bar yeah. for 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that he's, got, he's told his story, he can pass on. And it was like... <laughs> as for the answer, for those at home... <laughs> I slapped my hands against my face and did the... Uh, Macaulay Culkin. The Macaulay Culkin, uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or the scream uh, from the that home painting. Alone. From that painting. Um, oh, <laughs> you're going with something way more highbrow. <laughs> of course, <laughs> with Home Alone. <laughs> I would expect which is a that. reference of that. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just like each story. I do agree. Like each story could have ended after their part if you just added like an extra paragraph or something or whatever happened. But yeah. because they do kind of feel like different stories. Like said, I'd be pissed if it ended the oh, first sure, one. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that was said. There wasn't enough substance there. For, it, at that point, if it did end like I mean, that, I would be. I would be like, why did I bother? Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, if we had ended, if we if that had been our story that we reviewed this week, mm-hmm. it would have been. We, our complaint would have been issued longer. Which and then we got part two. And then we got part two, mm-hmm. which did give us enough content to like, kind of like be sad. I don't personally, I was satisfied by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I could have just watched him either escape and then become a ghost, or die <laughs> yeah. and become a ghost. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then we got part three that completely goes the action route, and I was like, no. But here's the thing, though. Like, for example, I, I keep referencing this fucking creepy pasta. Dare my best friend to I know is a action pasta, yes. but you loved it. Well, yes, because it, there was no, um, there was no. Uh, bait and switch mm-hmm. between that it was never like ooh it might be really there's cultists like, ooh there's it might be supernaturally like you said this story was written differently like in each part the first two are closer together mm-hmm. this one lo- feels like it was written by somebody completely different like with a or like there's a 10 year gap yeah like there was them. a completely different yeah. mindset behind the first two parts and what was going to happen this. like he's like it, or like the character like the author panicked as what, to, what he was going to do for part three and so he just decided to make it action horror mm-hmm. which isn't like as satisfying as if it was especially based off the first two parts so yeah I suppose and is that a, your the, the oh I thought it was yours you sorry I, I, so I, I apologize <laughs> Um, yeah, did you finish your part three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only have the two things to talk about. All right. So, yes. final thoughts then? All right. Well, uh, we just went into why I hate part three. <laughs> Again. For the third uh, time, for the last for time. For the last time. Wait. <laughs> um, as it is, I almost don't want to recommend the story. And I was going to up until part three. The story has a nice blend of horror scenes and whimsical curiosity and a dark revelation that, while you can see coming, is still enjoyable. Though, even if in part one, parts one and part two, there is a bit of skimming and summarizing of events, 
that I feel could have been fleshed out properly. Part three is where the story takes a nosedive and spe- uh, with speeding past events and time and all of the other issues I've mentioned regarding part three. I quickly fell in love with the story initially. I genuinely was curious with what was going on, going to happen until part three. It was like watching a car you're rooting for in a race crash right before the finish line. Like, that's how I felt when I was reading the story. When I was reading part three, I was like, oh, no. Like, But the crash was so spectacular. <laughs> it is only after we start talking about it after the fact. <laughs> but, like, when I was reading it, I was literally, like, my heart was wrenching. Because I, like, I loved the story up until this part. And it's like... Um, so, I'm sorry. But I can only, at best, half recommend this story... If you just stop at the end of part two, jump straight to the last four paragraphs of part three, where he's trudging through the woods and escaping, and like telling and then finishing off his story with the bartender and then that stuff. Otherwise, I cannot recommend the story because it broke my heart. No. So that is my. The story was thoughts on the story. The story was your Elizabeth. Yes, it was indeed. Mm. I see. Nice. You're getting to know it and living together as a pair. Yeah. And <laughs> getting angry with it, getting thrown, yeah. <laughs> thrown out onto the road and mm-hmm. told to walk down the trail and yeah. go sleeping in a cornfield and yeah. find out. You don't need yeah. to go over the entire story again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, That's why I stopped you. Yes. Alright, so Mikey, your record your your final thoughts? Alright. So it's a partial recommendation. Because the, I still have an issue with the concrete shack that has a tunnel. Even with the two ways, <laughs> even we, with the two ways, because it, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. explain yeah. that he goes down into a door. But even to if go he does it, the even if there, if, if, if that, that, even if he doesn't go down into a tunnel, if it is a straight tunnel, which is the way that I envisioned it. Yeah. To be honest. Yes. Yes. There should, there should be, be a hill. hill. But they don't they explain it. They don't say the it as a hill. They just say it as a concrete structure. And yeah. You have to assume, yeah. you know, all know. What assuming is, it makes an ass of you and me. And Mikey, the E stands for evil. <laughs> and anyway. you really like saying his name, don't you? Yes. Fair. Anytime E is mentioned, you just have to mention it. Yeah, so. Also because it rhymed with the ass yeah. of you and me. And Mikey. <laughs> And then, I liked some parts of it, but there was still a lot of gore mixed in. No, there wasn't. I think well, there was one the, the, section of gore. The pro- I think the thing is, Mikey doesn't Ooh. care too much for gore. Two sections yeah. of gore. <laughs> the thing is, Mikey, I've noticed this, I don't think you like visceral horror, like gory horror. Well, I understand, because he can't fully grasp it because he has no blood in um, yes. in himself so he's like I, I, I can't what, what's the, what's I the can't word? even yeah I, I, I personally think that like um, you can do gore well um, but you can also do it very gratuitously and like don't need to have a whole lot of it um, but I do understand why people do it because it's shocking it's gratuitous like it's um, gratuitous and visceral like because it's, it's icky it's wet it's disgusting and that's part of what why people will read horror is to be disgusted to be uneasy um, mm-hmm. but I do under, also understand like 
why you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. If that is indeed why you're, yeah. you don't care for it. Yeah. They're also put there to show how quickly the ante was amped up. Yeah. It's like, oh, everything's fine. Oh, they're going to sacrifice me and eat my liver. Yeah. Great. Exactly. I'm going to have to hide. Where can yeah. I hide? There's a one place they won't look in a barrel of bleh. Yeah. Alright. Uh, that whole sacrifice thing wasn't too bad because it's yeah. just pulling out a liver from a distance. So you don't actually see that much. So is it the barrel The barrel of bleh? Yeah. So what are the barrel of bleh? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing right now is I should invite Mikey to my uh, Splatterhouse uh, movie launching nights where I watch like Grindhouse horror films that are just like basically like butchers killing people. Sounds like it, yes. Okay, cool. I'm sure right. you would enjoy that. So you're, you're off the hook from going to Shockstock anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, and the, the whole goat mask thing, so highly unsanitary and just... <laughs> would have been better if he was just a goat man. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, that reveal would have been amazing. Like, if you, like, he's like, oh, it's just a mask, friend. It's like, it's totally not a mask. I wear no mask. Carcosa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, on to me. Yeah. Um, I did not get nearly as pissed off as both you guys did. <laughs> to be fair, I, I quickly... My, my emotions were high at the beginning in a positive way, and then it was it, it, because I was betrayed. <laughs> or I felt, I felt betrayed by the, by the third act of the story. So Honestly, for me, it kind of just... It, it, it felt like the entire thing was a... Yes, it, it got into an action movie kind of deal, but the whole thing is described relatively well, uh, Shaq notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> uh, to the point, like, at the end, it felt like a climax of a movie, where, like, thing, like, you, you get, you find out what's going on, you, you confront the villain, I need to know answers. You, you want your answers? Here you go. And then I'll put you in an easily escapable death trap. And, you know, it's that kind of, <laughs> I know, but that's, uh, of ridiculousness. But I, I enjoyed it, and it didn't piss me off at all. Wow. Like, and yes, the, the change, the potential Mikey change to the ending where, like... He didn't survive. Maybe they, they say all this shit, but he tries to get away, and they get him. Like, they find him in the barrel or whatever, and he's caught and murdered, and that's like, what? Yeah. But you're, you're right and here. Then, and then then he's like, like, they just fades, or, like, uh, the bartender, like, hears, like, the door, like, a doorbell, um, like, of this bar, and he's like... Look, goes to look, and then he goes to turn around, and there's nobody at the bar at the table with him. Okay, next to that. here's the thing, though. Even if you do that, he could just be really good at Batmaning. I would yes, love for him to that's... actually disappear in front of his eyes, so there is no way you can say that he is not a ghost. And that's the difference between you and me. That is your your love for the for the part for like all like for like like right to the end. And my distaste for the part three, you're lo- you're wanting to like you'd rather have him like disappear in front of him, whereas I'd like to more subtlety. I prefer subtlety over. But over this. the reason that you like this ending is because it because it's telling you that he's a ghost. So yeah. why not just go? Yes, he's a ghost. Confirm. Because you can be subtle about it. You can have this entire thing has not been subtle. <laughs> Actually, well, it's kind of been, except for part three, which was well, just straight up. Like some okay. kid drawing, writing up his fan, power fantasy fanfic <laughs> of like, yeah. The, there is a subtle way to do it. So it's explained that he only goes to the bar at night and he leaves by morning. So basically, he's been talking all night and then have the sun come in and then he's gone. 
Okay, I still would prefer like him to like be distracted and then look back and he's gone. Like that to me, that would be better for me. Yeah. But that's an opinion. You're, you're more than welcome to be wrong. But um, <laughs> so are you, <laughs> indeed. So, so are you, friend. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Um, anyways, um, yeah. Again, that's a, that would be a better way to end it. Um, it did not end great because even the way it is. I want to know what actually happened because he could have very easily killed him. Unless there's the the fifteenth twist situation where, where the bartender's like, in on it and, and he's been like dousing his his, his whiskey with with blood to like get his aura. Because oh there's God. so little in there, it takes twelve years to actually lower his power level enough. Bullshit like that. But again, I would rather have bullshit than leave it open where it's like, "Hi, you're here. Cool." Am I dead now? And see, again, yeah, alright. Because they've already went... Okay, here's the thing. He's already murdered, so there's nothing to say he can't attempt to murder again. Yes. And they have already shown a sacrifice in here, so there's nothing to say that they can't show that he's been sacrificed. I hear you, I just don't agree. And it's already long enough that there's no harm in adding more. I don't agree, but okay. That's fair. Either way, all in all, I... Didn't get pissed off, and that there's it's not perfect, but none of them are, per- are perfect. There, there are things that should be explained more, but I enjoyed my way through, so I'm just gonna recommend it. Okay, and really have a problem with it. All right, well, I'm happy for you. You should be. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. Yeah, friend. You're <laughs> gonna start doing that now. It's like, hello, friend. <laughs> Uh, well, that was this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, you can check out our... Um, uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes uh, or on any other streaming site where this gets posted uh, and leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. I'm at Review Cultist. And the Gamer Nail is at the Gamer Nail without the W because Twitter hates them. Mm-hmm. Um... You can also check out, or you can also leave us uh, emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-R-T-A-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other group bosses you'd like to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to check out the title cards for each episode, you can go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com, crazon.deviantart.com, or on our YouTube channel, aldenterigamortis, where you can check out the title, uh, where you can check out the videos of each episode. Uh, actually, I believe this one was actually suggested to us by somebody on the DeviantArt account. Oh, okay. So, thank you. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigmortis at Patreon and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at, though any little donation counts. With the backer tiers, you get... Um, uh, we have uh, special episodes such as Aldente Real Talk where we talk about films and movies that have group pasta leanings or like similar kind of genre of horror. Uh, there is actual play Rigor Mortis, where we talk, where we run tabletop games set in horror scenarios uh, that have group pasta leanings, and uh, we also have uh, for my two co-hosts, they have their own show on the on Patreon, which is Aldente Reloaded at the five dollar tier, where Mikey and I go back to the good, the bad, and the ugly pastas that the cultists and the doctor have done in the past, read them, and see what our thoughts are on them. And Aldente Revelations at the two dollar tier, where Mikey and I continue those thoughts from the previous episode. After uh, listening to the episodes that the cultist and the doctor did, and um, see how their thoughts influence ours, and possibly have a mind-breaking revelation while doing so. Also, rip apart the art. Yes. Because he will never learn 
Unless we do. Sure. That's the only way to get better is yeah. criticism. No, you're right. Constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and uh, also, we have early access episodes, so you uh, can offer the five and the five dollars here. So if you'd like to get the episodes on Tuesday rather than Thursdays, there you go. Uh, and to our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And for our listeners and the, uh, the authors of each story, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, we really wouldn't have a show. And with the, uh, without your stories, we really wouldn't have a show. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. My cultist heart. It's been ripped out by this story. It's fine. It's it, beca- it became a ghost and went back in. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. This has been Aldente Brigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>